shoes It's Jesus in the everyday me and you The Good News in Shoes This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Are you looking for inspiration? Would you like to develop or renew a relationship with God? Let us show you how. Tune in to the Focus on Jesus broadcast on Mondays and Fridays at 1 p.m. Right here on WCNO, the good news station. Remember to focus on Jesus. Jesus Jesus is Lord. Saturday, June 6th. The Amazing Grace School of Dance presents an original ballet drama, Esther, for such a time as this. Come, join Amazing Grace School of Dance for their 10th annual celebration performance as they present the ancient story of Esther for such a time as this. The cast is made up of over 130 Amazing Grace School of Dance students, friends, and local talented actors who are excited to present the story of how one girl was able to save an entire nation from destruction. After Hadassah's family is brutally murdered, she is taken in by her uncle Mordecai, who raises her as his very own daughter. Years later, after Queen Vashti is banished from the kingdom, King Xerxes and his royal advisors decide that they must find a replacement. They summon all of the young maidens of Persia to the palace. As Hadassah is being taken away by the king's guards, her uncle advises her to hide her Jewish descent and he changes her name to Esther. While in the palace, the girls are given a year's worth of beauty treatments to prepare them for one night with the king. But only one will become the king's true love, his queen. In the end, because of Esther's bravery and love, she was able to thwart Haman's evil plan to kill off the Jews. Come, and join Esther and her adventure as she manages to save an entire nation with her love and bravery. Esther presented 5 p.m. Saturday, June 6th at Sunrise Theater, 117 South 2nd Street, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34950. For tickets, call 772 472-462-462. 4614775 or visit sunrisetheater.com The Revealing Truth Radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hey Billy, what you doing next Saturday? Nothing. Why do you ask, Justin? I wanted to invite you to my housewarming party. I'd love to come. How were you able to afford a home? You've always rented just like me. A friend told me about Ed Myers. Who? Ed Myers. He's a realtor with Century 21 All Professional. Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now, and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Meyer's today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there. 
We have a special guest this week. His name is John James. John, tell us a little bit about yourself. G'day, mate. I was the uh, former lead singer and co-founder for almost 18 years of a Christian band called The Newsboys. For those folks that don't know, um, Newsboys were a band that started many years ago, uh, back in the 80s, the mid-80s, uh, in Australia. Uh, just a bunch of uneducated, barbaric, but passionate Aussie boys with a dream of using music to bring a positive message to the world through our faith. And we thought, what a great vehicle to bring a message of hope, especially to reaching people around the world, to reaching youth, then through the creative arts, through music. So the Newsboys started back in uh, 1985 in a garage, annoying the neighbors every Saturday. Awesome. Well, we're going to get into the program in just a minute and hear your testimony. But just tell the radio audience, what have you been up to lately and uh, what you're doing now for your ministry? Yeah, when I left the Newsboys uh, over 16 years ago and went back to Australia, in my wildest dreams, I never ever thought I would come back to America. But four years ago, God really arrested my heart and has called me back to America as a missionary to reach America, to reach the youth of this nation, to work with local churches and to get into schools to bring a message of hope. And the reason I came back is because of what God impressed on my heart that this great nation, America, is so busy saving the world, but right under their noses, we're losing this great nation. America is so busy saving young people in faraway lands, but right here in this great nation, we're losing the youth of our nation, the youth that are our our inheritance, our legacy of tomorrow. So I've come back here to America as a missionary to reach America with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's great. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to encourage you to tune in the rest of this week, every day at 11 o'clock and at nighttime at 11 to 11.30 p.m. John's going to be sharing his testimony throughout the week. Just encouraged to have him and excited about what God's doing in your ministry, John. Thanks, Thanks for being here, bro. One day at church, I met another young man and a friendship was struck up and very quickly I came to the realisation that they were starting a band. So I thought, that's awesome. So I elected myself to be the lead singer. I thought, crikey, how hard can it be? It's not rocket science. I never sung a note in my life except in the shower. So we started this band in a garage, annoying the neighbours every Saturday. That was it. One day, we decided to come to America. There was no bright light, no voice from heaven. The prophet never came to town and gave us the word of the Lord. We saw a need. We had a desire. So we thought, crikey, let's go for it. I've got to be honest, many of our friends, many of our peers thought we were insane. They tried to talk us out of it. They're like, listen, you guys love God. You have good hearts, good intentions, good motive, but you can't go to America. We're like, why not? They said, because your band is terrible. They <laughs> said, and God doesn't want us to do anything foolish. God wants us always to use wisdom because God forbid, Pastor, if God ever asked you to do something ridiculous, a little bit outside of the box. Good old-fashioned common sense. Do you know anybody in America? No. Do you have any bookings in America? No. Do you have any connections? No. If you go to America when you get there, is there a record label that will give you a contract when you get there? No. Do you know how you're going to survive financially if you go to America? No. So you're going to America? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're so going. I'm sorry, church. 
99.9% of the time when you step out to do something for God, whether individually or as a corporate church family, the reasons why you can't, the reasons why it is impossible, the reasons why you could never succeed will quite often outweigh the reasons why you can. But nevertheless, in spite of all the mountains, all the objections, all the reasons why you could never do that, we dare to step out and believe God. We dare to step out on the water. And it's not about will I sink or will I swim? Who cares? God, I'm just going to step out and go for it. I'm just going to step out and do like we say in Australia. Just have a go, mate. Have a go. So we did. We come to America. Didn't have no connections, no bookings, no contract, no nothing. We just stepped out in faith. A bunch of young, barbaric, uneducated, but passionate Aussie boys that were crazy enough to believe that God had a plan for our lives, just like He does for every one of you individually, just like He does for this great church family. A bunch of young guys that were crazy enough to believe that God actually gets excited about what? About using people to reach people. It ain't rocket science, it really ain't. God is excited about the possibility of using you and I to bring a message of hope to reach this great nation with the greatest message of grace, mercy, love, forgiveness that this nation has ever seen. Amen. So we come to America. I'm not going to stand here today and time doesn't permit. I'm not going to stand here and say, yes, church, once we came to America, it was this mystical, magical journey. It's like once I arrived in the land of milk and honey, it was as if God just reached into his bag of miracle dust and just sprinkled it over us. And one day I just woke up in my big mansion in Nash, Vegas, Tennessee, y'all. And I looked around at my big house and my lovely cars and my gold and platinum records on the wall, my Grammy nominations, and I went, crikey. I'm famous. God, you're awesome. You just did it all. Sometimes in the church, we have this ridiculous notion about God just magically doing it all. See, because if God does it all, huh, that means we can just sit back on our blessed assurances and do absolutely nothing. Because God's just going to somehow do it all. Hear my heart today, church, please. I believe we can do nothing without his strength. We can do nothing without the breath, the presence, the touch, the anointing, the power of God, breathing on whatever we put our hearts to. But what's our part of this? Come follow me. But by the way, I have a job and a task for you to do. I believe, obviously, it's God's blessing and his anointing and power on it. But what's our part of this vision, this dream, individually or as a local church? I believe it's a lot of prayer, a lot of vision, a lot of passion, a lot of determination, a lot more prayer, a little bit of stress at times. I'm sorry, I'm still working on that one. I'm human. <laughs> Sleepless nights at times, more stress, hair loss at times from stress, a lot more prayer, a lot more vision, a lot more passion. Oh, don't forget, roll up your sleeves and good old-fashioned hard work. We were a bad band when we started, honestly. But we didn't give God our scraps 
and expect him to turn it into gold while we just sat back and did nothing. We were committed and disciplined. We practiced for hours and hours and hours and hours every single day. We got around people who could speak into our lives, who could stretch us, who could mentor us, who could teach us. And after many years of hard work, passion, vision, determination and God's blessing, the record contracts came. The success began to come. The number one songs came. Eventually, after many years of hard work, passion, vision, determination, and God's blessing, eventually we're filling the biggest arenas in this nation. Night after night, as the lead singer, I'm standing on the edge of the stage looking out at this arena filled with people to worship and to praise, hearing people just glorifying God. Night after night, seeing thousands of people come to Christ to take that first step towards the kingdom of God. And as I stood there, I'm looking out and I'm like, crikey, how is this possible? I was voted most likely never to succeed at anything in life. I'm the most unlikeliest candidate on the face of the planet to be here doing this. And night after night, God spoke to my heart, not in a weird way, just in that still small voice on the inside that, that we all can hear. He reminded me of what he can do with an everyday, ordinary man or woman that's just willing to step out and have a go, mate. Step out and just dare to believe God. Success is a funny animal. It seems like in this great nation, the moment we're born, the moment we come into this world, our culture through creative arts, through social media, through television, through music, through magazines, it's like we are bombarded with success. Have more, get more, obtain more. That's not good enough. You need to supersize. You need to upgrade. Bigger house, better this, better that. Gain the sky because it's all out there. Be all that you can be. More houses, more cars, more toys, more this, more money. I'm not against success. I really ain't. I'm not against all the trim benefits that come with a successful life, if you want to put a monetary value on it, because success isn't only possessions. It's, it's a broad aspect. I'm not against having nice houses, nice cars, nice boat, nice toys, whatever. I'm actually not against you having all the money that you can have. But the reason I say that today in my life is because of this. I believe, church, whatever you have, whether it's a little or a lot, it all comes from God. Whether you ride a bicycle or you drive a BMW, it comes from God. Whether you live in a tent, a trailer park, or a mansion, it comes from God. Whether you have $1 in your account or $1 million in your account, it all comes from God. But why are we blessed with a little or a lot? We're blessed to be good stewards of that blessing. We are stewards of whatever He has given us, a little or a lot. So my house, my car, my boat, my trailer, my caravan, whatever, whatever you have, we are blessed to be good stewards and conduits of that blessing. God, whatever I have in my life, whether it's a little or an abundance, I am going to use it to glorify you. Whatever you give me, I will be a good steward and thankful and respectful to use whatever I have 
for your glory and your praise. The problem is this. And now I'm speaking from experience. When you allow the success, the career, the vision, the mandate, the ministry, whatever, when you allow the lifestyle, the pursuit, the dreams, the aspirations, whether you allow the house, the cars, the boat, whatever, when you allow it to begin to distort your foundations and you begin to lose perspective on why you are blessed. Friends, somewhere at the heights of success, gaining the world, I begin to make little compromises in my life. It's such a small thing. Oh my gosh, no one will even notice. It's nothing. But little did I know when you begin to remove the foundations, even the little things, eventually it's going to take its toll on every area of your life. And at the height of success, church, living the dream, I begin to cut anchors from my life. Such important anchors that we all have. Why? To keep us grounded and connected to Christ while we walk through this crazy journey called life. The first anchor I cut from my life was the importance of my daily devotion to God. I tell you what, Lord, I'm just so busy this week. Next week, I promise you, I'm going to have twice as many devotions. True. Well, next week comes and lo and behold, I'm even busier. Tell you what, Lord, I'm just so busy. Next week, I'll have twice as many devotions where it's just you and me where I can just spend time in your word and praying and just realigning my heart, my mind, my motives with you. Well, eventually, I got to a place over a period of time where I stopped having my devotions altogether. And it's not that I was a bad person. I love God with all my heart. But I just got so busy doing everything I thought I was meant to be doing than the very things I desperately needed to be doing every single day. Look, it's not rocket science, friends. The foundation, the building block, the DNA of who you and I are are found in Christ. And part of our discipleship of following him is the crucial importance, more important than feeding your bodies naturally every day. It's spending time in his word daily. When you remove that from your life, when you cut yourself off from the life source, you begin to die. It's not rocket science. It's just the natural law of things. The next anchor I cut from my life was the importance of my family. You know what my wife back then, you know what my kids needed more than anything in the world? Wasn't more toys, more this, more clothes, more shoes, more that, more this. You know what my family, you know what my kids needed more than anything in the world was for dad just to be there for them. But daddy's off saving the world. Daddy's off saving everybody else's family. Daddy's off saving everybody else's children. But I'm losing my own family. I'm losing my own children. The final anchor I cut from my life was the importance of staying connected and serving and accountable to a local church family. But John, uh, folks, I have this global ministry now. 
God has given me this international ministry to reach the globe with the gospel. Actually, my ministry now is so big that the local church is holding me back. So I need to get out from the local church and reach the world with this vision and this dream. Rubbish. There is no vision, no dream, no mandate that you and I could ever have that is bigger than the vision and the mandate of local church. Friends, local church isn't here to trap you and lock you in. Local church is here to equip and empower and release you with the dreams and the visions that God has given you, whatever it is. But when we're released, we stay connected. We always have that tether that brings us back where we can serve weekly, regularly with real people in a real world called local church. When you begin to cut those anchors from your life, I don't care who you are, how clever, how smart, how successful, how many letters before in the middle or after your name. When you remove those anchors from your life, you are a train wreck about to happen. Oh, it might not happen today. It might not happen tomorrow. It might not happen next month. But I guarantee you, there is a disaster waiting for you down the road. And at the heights of success, church, gaining the world, living the dream in the music industry in America, my personal life fell apart. My marriage fell apart. Everything in my life began to go to ruins. Why? Because I ripped the foundation out from my life. I've removed the cornerstone. I've removed Christ, the very thing that keeps everything in focus, in perspective in my life. And at the height of success, my world became a mess. But shh, don't tell anybody. Are you crazy? You're, you're the lead singer of one of the biggest Christian bands in the world. You can't tell people that your personal life and your marriage is falling apart. You can't tell people that your life isn't perfect, that actually things are really out of control. So we make the dumb mistake of wearing a mask and living a lie and the show must go on. And besides, John, we must reach the lost at any cost. At what cost? My marriage? My family? My children? My life? At what cost? Eventually... I couldn't deal with the hypocrisy or the shame or the guilt any longer. So one day I went to the band and I told them everything. They were blown away as I told them the state of my marriage, that my wife is on the brink of leaving me, the state of my relationship with the Lord. I have drifted so far from God, I don't even relate to Him. He's like a universe away. I told them everything. They couldn't believe what they were hearing. Isn't it amazing how our world can be falling apart but we can hide the truth from those people who are closest to us, at least for a season, and do a really good job of it. A couple of days later, the band came back, we all met, and with tears they said, John, we're so sorry, mate. This is the hardest thing we've ever done, but we can't just stick you back up on stage and the show must go on. They said, John, we don't know if we're going to survive this, but we don't care. We love you too much. They said, you've got to find your way back to God, mate. You've got to fight for your marriage, for your family, for your kids. They said, your relationship with God, your family, your children is worth way more than this band, this ministry. They said, John, as of this moment, we are forcing you to step down and resign from the newsboys. Friends, when that happened, 
my world was shattered. For almost 18 years, the newsboys was my passion, my dreams, my love, my hopes, my aspirations. But I came to the shocking realization at that moment that my sense of value, my sense of worth, my sense of validation, my sense of purpose wasn't in Christ. It was in my career, my ministry, my, what I have built. And now this is raped from me. My world was shattered into a million pieces. I'm ashamed to say that whatever was left of my marriage quickly dissolved and my wife had no choice because of many tragic things that I did. And after the abuse, she had no choice but to leave me. And my marriage was over and she went back to Australia. Good riddance, woman, go. And actually, you know what? Take the kids because I don't even want them now. You can have them, they're yours. And don't think you're gonna get any money. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure, woman, you get nothing. I've since learned something about money. You can have a lot of it. <laughs> and I used to have a lot of it. But money, crikey, it has the ability to grow wings and fly away. <laughs> Come back! <laughs> really quick. What's up with that? The kingdom of John James is just crashing down around me. My ministry's over, my career, my livelihood. Everything's over. I've lost my marriage. I'm a mess. I'm like the Titanic going down and I can't stop it. Why? Because I've removed Christ. I've removed the sense of purpose and affirmation, a sense of connection. You think then, Pastor, I would have had enough good old-fashioned common sense in this bald head of mine to reach out to somebody, a local church, anybody, and say, help? Thank you for joining us today for The Revealing Truth. I hope you'll tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or to make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, you can check us out on the web at IgniteYourWorld.com. I'm your host, Ed Day. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. 
Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.